Hera. Confusion. That's what I feel most. Not shock or fury or sadness. An overpowering confusion that comes in through my nose with each breath and back out through my mouth, black and thick and more incomprehensible than ever. I'm suffocating here. Trapped in a place where I need to talk to someone, anyone, but the people on this train. But then who? I couldn't imagine a situation in which I would get up and open the door. Hey, Hera. Rhea. How many times had I spoken to her about it? How could she listen to me without laughing in my face? It's only possible if the intense pity she has for me outweighed it. I wonder how often they all talked about it. When the decision was made to let me live this way, a perfect idiot, an emperor whose new chains were so heavy they were breaking my back. My hand traces the long scar on my abdomen. Here is the greatest betrayal. How could my own body keep this from me? Did I know somewhere? Was it the lie itself I was trying to cut out? No, it was the truth. All these years, I thought I'd lost a baby, the hope for the rest of the species. But I'd lost something so, so much more important. Can I come in or uh, you out, whichever is? I have never asked anything of her. I thought she had nothing to give me. Now I know how desperately I needed her honesty. She opens the door. Why didn't I lock it? She throws her hands up, flinches like I might throw something at her, but... Get out. Is all I managed to hurl, turning to face the wall. I'm sorry. I know. I will. I just need... I have nothing to give you right now, Rhea. I say with all the malice of roadkill, but still, when I move to her face in the silence, she's staring at me like I just took a corkscrew to her heart. She recovers. Persephone is having an emergency? What is it? I say, jumping to my feet, my legs stiff from having been curled to my chest for so long. She looks relieved, and it turns my stomach. Don't? Is all I say. She knows. Wait, there is something I have to say. She bars me from leaving the room. I fold my arms to keep from shoving her out of the way. I know everything about, um, everything about back there was wrong. You deserved some privacy, at least. I was just so afraid you were going to leave. You. What? You were afraid I was going to leave you. Well, you were, and that would have been my choice. But it would have been a choice for him. He's the one who kept this from you, who lied to you just to keep you close to him. She stammers. For a person who considers herself so painfully self-aware, selfishness has always been her blind spot. I was just trying to protect you. I want to tell her how very, very badly she's failed me. But Rhea is a shitty listener. Where's Persephone? Rhea. We finish our walk to Persephone in silence. She's holed up in Char's room, sitting in the furthest corner of the bunk, drawing her small body as far into itself as it will go. She's nervously picking the polish off her nails. She and Hera greet each other wordlessly. Rhea, shut the door. My sister says as I pull it closed behind me. What are you doing? She's gawking at me like I'm the biggest idiot in the world. I, 
I'm shutting the door. Why are you still here? Why wouldn't I be? Just go. Persephone hisses quietly. Andrea, tell Rebecca we need to go back. Hera says, dead serious. Okay. I say, picking my battles. I try to leave on something upbeat. You got this, Hera. You... Come on, Rhea. I'm just one person. She throws over her shoulder, not even turning to look at me. Maybe that's better. I step quickly out of the room, shut the door. Breathe. Hi. Fantastic. Hey, Clark. Looking at him makes my skin so itchy I want to claw it off. Are you okay? I feel like I obviously am not. Um, yeah, you're right. I just, I need to feel like I'm doing something, anything. You're doing as much as you can, Raya. I really don't want you to try to make me feel better right now. Why? Because... Where should I even start? I advocated we let Apollo die slowly. I shoved a blind guy. I ruined my sister's life. I fucked Eros shortly after I fucked you. And shortly before, I watched him murder someone and said nothing. But I'm silent. And Clark's eyes are big and concerned. His hands lightly brace my arms. I'm sorry for asking you to explain, okay? Let's grab a cup of tea. I can't, I can't imagine sitting down right now. You didn't let me finish. I was going to suggest we drink it while sprinting. I smile because I forget how much I like how hard he tries. I'm gonna go see Rebecca. Can you just come get me if anything changes? He nods sticks his hands in his pockets as I turn and pass into the dining car. Eros is seated in the corner. He opens his mouth to speak. Eros, no, not right now. He snaps his mouth shut, scared, good. I push into Rebecca's car. Freeze! I instinctively throw my hands in the air and feel like an idiot as soon as Char starts laughing. He drops Orsino's gun. How's it going in there? It's... I really have no fucking idea, do I? Where is she? Char takes a step to the side, and I see that our president is tied to her rolling wooden office chair. She's got what must be an unclean one of Char's gym socks in her mouth. We're not going to get much information out of her like that. She's better this way. He says, watching her. I march over, rip the sock out of her mouth. Where is or... We need to turn around. You can't make a U-turn on a train, Rhea. Persephone is bleeding. Rebecca turns white. No. Yeah, so this little party is over. We need to go home. Well, that's going to be near impossible. We'll need to get to the location. Are there doctors there? Is there anyone there? But she says nothing, just stares at me. Why are you doing this? 
I have a duty to the greater human species, Rhea. And I can't believe that even after today, you can't understand that to protect people, you need to make them unhappy. Are you really willing to let your paranoia and inflated sense of self-worth risk the first real success in a century? If we go back there, you're all at risk. I shoved the sock back in her mouth. We need a new president. And a new train. Like that one? And I follow his gaze out the window to where, a few hundred feet away, a new set of tracks lays, half covered in snow, coming up quickly, dark and ominous against the white. A stopped train facing home. I'm going out there, Arrow says, because of course he does. Well, hold on there, buddy. What, are you gonna go? He says to Talc, annoyed. Yeah, I was only going to suggest that you can't go alone. He's right, Hera says from her place by the window. She doesn't look at any of us, just keeps her eyes fixed firmly on the other train. We've stopped now, too. We should get Rebecca in here, Hera says. No, we shouldn't, Char says quickly. She's not interested in helping. She'd only make, he looks around, everyone nervous. I'll go, I say. You will not. No, no you won't. No. Everyone seems to say at once. I can, I... It's not about what you can do. It's about what no other woman can. Except, of course. Talc trails off. We all feel Persephone's absence. Eros rises from his armchair. Char? He says. Char's mouth opens, but he seems at a total loss for words. Shaw, just tell them. Clark says. Um, I, I, um, I just, I, um, he's sick, or, I mean, they aren't sure, but he can't do strenuous physical activity, so I'll go. My head snaps in Clark's direction. Don't look so shocked. It will be fine, he says uncertainly. It'll be easy. Clark, please let this be easy. I think slipping into one of Shah's thick, roomy sweaters. And take these, they're for lifting, but they're better than nothing. He says, handing me a pair of thin gloves. Thanks for, uh, for doing that. Of course, I say, forcing a smile. You do the same for someone? I say, he nods. Hey, Rhea says, approaching me in the narrow hole. If anything bad starts to happen, just come back. Okay, don't play the idiot hero. That's kind of your thing. She laughs. Shah clears his throat and shimmies past her. We're alone. I'm sorry for how 
I was acting this morning and last night, pretty much every interaction we've ever had. Well, don't be sorry for all of it, I say, trying to read her. She looks exhausted. She must have been tossing and turning the whole time she was supposed to be sleeping this morning. I don't blame her. I've never seen Hera act like this. Not even towards Apollo. I'm going to make the tea now so it's cool enough to drink by the time you get back. How much whiskey do I put in it? I will be in charge of all tea-related tasks. Then you better hurry the fuck back. I will, I say, just as Eros appears over her shoulder. Not nearly as layered up as I am, just instead wearing Rhea's jacket. I'm glad they're acting a little more civil towards each other. Ready? He asks me, hoisting a plastic red tank of gasoline. Yeah, I say, eyes on Rhea, wondering if she'll... She'll kiss me, right in front of Eros. Instead, she pulls me into an embrace, hugs me tightly. Yeah, that'll do. Cold air rushes into the car as Eros pushes open the door. He jumps out, and I have just a split second to regret this whole thing before I follow him. Persephone, are you cool? Rhea asks. Casual to a fault. Am I cool? Hmm. I'm going to go with no. Being as my body seems to be working to destroy the most important development in our species since ever. And besides that, I'm propped up on pillows that could double as bags of cement on a bed that makes the floor look comfortable. In a room, I would be embarrassed to give to a dog. I just brought some extra blankets in case you're cold. <laughs> in case I'm cold. She's wearing just a t-shirt and jeans, not even socks. She tracks my gaze. Had to trade Clark some extra socks for my shirt back. <laughs> Cute. She sets the blankets down on the edge of the bed. How are you feeling? I'm terrified. I don't know why I'm doing this to me. <laughs> why now? Why here? Wondering why my body started losing faith in me. Because my brain hasn't? Fuck no. Persephone has got this. Persephone is going to have this baby and spend every day for the rest of her life champagne drunk while they carve her face into the side of a fucking mountain. That's the plan. No, the future. Rhea takes my silence as dismissal. Still, I can't help thinking. What if, what if the reason this is happening is because my body knows something I don't, that I can't handle this or whatever thing that has been creeping to my throat whenever his name comes up. Maybe the pressure of that just, how's Hera? She stops and I am against all reason relieved because not so deep down I know that if I'm alone here, all I'm going to do is obsessively monitor every fingernail and goosebump for some assurance this is all going to be fine. She's with Apollo and uh, still very mad at me, but I don't blame her, she says, 
drops heavily into a stiff little corner chair. Yeah, same. She throws her head back, bangs it against the wall. I should have told her as soon as I found out. Then what? She finds out the love of her life is a murderer and the most influential time of her life was a hoax? Yeah, that's what I thought too. That too much at once would have killed her, but now, I don't know. You know, if you think of it like she's Sisyphus. Ah, yes, if I wasn't in enough pain, I'm going to get a high school interpretation of Camus. I used to think that telling her this after she'd had time to sit with the truth about Apollo would have shown her that she's been pushed down before. But she can roll the boulder back up the mountain. Telling her the truth about the baby and Apollo at the same time would have been like throwing her off the fucking mountain. But now it's like, what if that just would have let her find a new mountain? She's wringing her hands, hunched forwards, desperate for me to just nod. She's mad at me too, is all I say back, deciding we need to get a little further away from absurdism. I wish she weren't. That's interesting. I thought Rhea would have been relieved that I too was being scorned. Because then even if you guys were just shitting on me together, she'd have someone, she says. She has talk? Let's hope not. Something about that guy I just don't like. Same, I say. The way he's always trying to get something out of us, I I feel like he should have been a used car salesman or ugh, something slimy, Rhea says. Like a politician. Think he could start with president? He at least wouldn't kidnap us, she says. Excellent campaign slogan. Rhea smiles a little, the disappearing sun casting shadows on her long face. What do you think you would have done if none of this was a thing? Actress. Theater, though. Not film or TV. I want to hear them react. Get hit with the stray tear as they wipe it from their eye. I say. She nods. Should have seen that one coming. And you, I'm sure, would be toiling away in a bookshop coffee-stained flannel and dirty beanie. She cocks an eyebrow. Don't know why you say that like it's a bad thing. Well, when you come home to whatever whiskey-scented walk-up, which of them do you see doing your dishes? This catches her a little off guard. Can I just have a dog? Not in my hypothetical. Well, Eros doesn't do dishes. It'd be more like he's eating a burrito in bed or something. Sounds delightful. Clark would try and make something ours. His running shoes in one corner, my guitar in the other. You play the guitar? Well, you wouldn't let me have a dog, she says. 
Clark would really try and give me what I need. Eros would just assume he's that thing. Nights with Clark would be experiences, museums, movies. Eros, it would be hitting the same few bars, laughing through the morning. She bangs her head against the wall again. Was this supposed to help me? Do you love what you know, or are you hungry for an adventure? She shrugs. I don't think I really know Eros anymore. She stares at the ceiling for a long time. I wait for her to explain, to go on endlessly like she always does, but no. Rhea, <laughs> you know him. Now she turns her attention back to me, pauses again before speaking. What about you? Who's between your Egyptian cotton sheets? No one. I'd spend so much of every day being adored by the time I got home, I'd want the whole bed to myself. Most nights. I say... She grins, opens her mouth to say something else, but slowly closes it. What? I just... I feel like a fucking idiot for making my love triangle your issue when you... No, it's fine. What Dion and I had was, um, different. You loved him, she says matter-of-factly. I don't know, I say. Because if you can't tell your sworn enemy the truth... Who can you? I didn't. She just watches me, for once has nothing to say, so I just let it go. Look, it isn't that I didn't like him or care about him, it's just that when he died, everything about the way I felt about him had to change, right? He was a martyr. He saved my life. Not that I asked him to. Not that I think he even wanted to, but it doesn't matter because now I'm also going to be having his baby, hopefully. So now there are certain things I have to feel about him. I'm, I'm supposed to. I only, I only miss him and, and that isn't enough. She's staring at me, dumb. You have to quote Shakespeare now or or compare this to a shitty movie or say anything Persephone what if you just let yourself feel whatever you want <laughs> how's that working out for you Rhea she grits her teeth says there's only one person in there with you only one person who really gets affected by any of this, and I know you have it in you to take care of yourself. She stands. You didn't love Dion? I love everyone. She tips her head back, yells, I have no control over my emotions. <laughs> Can you not? I say, trying not to laugh. We are the only two people like us left on the planet. 
you are about to save the whole species. I think we should be allowed to make our own fucking rules, Persephone. Now, move over because I am fucking freezing. Raya. Persephone falls asleep, mouth closed, breathing calmly through her nose. Arms folded over her chest. I didn't even know non-corpse people could do that. I creep out of the bed, tiptoe across the room, open the door. Wail. Seriously, shut the fuck up, dude. I say to Talc. Should I go in there and... No. I say, leaving him behind. I linger for a moment outside of Apollo's door. Decide not to knock. Hey, don't get up. I say to Hera, who doesn't even look vaguely surprised to see me. Apollo is in the bottom bunk, breathing very, very slowly, if he's breathing at all. He looks so much worse than he did last night. Some of the bruises on his face have turned to a dark swirl of pink, purple, and black. I tear my eyes away from him. Hera, I don't want to keep anything from you ever again, which is why I want you to know that I know who did this to Apollo. Clark. I follow just a few feet behind Eros, staring at his back as his bigger frame blocks the icy wind from hitting me. The big black locomotive is only a few hundred feet away, but trudging through the snow and ice, it feels like a mile. And when we get to it, who knows? I clutch the gas tank to my chest as we approach the looming shadow. I wonder if Eros has ever tried to fix anything in his life. I sure as hell haven't. But I'm here. And no one else is. Maybe because no one else is this stupid. What if the train didn't run out of gas? What if something bigger is wrong? What if someone stopped it? And what if they're still on there? I pivot. Walk backwards for a few steps. Try to take my mind off uncertain death. You can barely make out the forest in the distance behind our own train. The sky is blanketed with alabaster clouds. Surrounded by white, the train looks like it exists in a kind of non-space. I wonder if Rhea has spoken to Hera. If Persephone is okay. She has to be. And the baby too, sure. Me and Persephone's whole friendship thus far has been very me-centric. It'd be nice to get to know her better. Which I really think Ray would be fine with. Assuming neither of them have ripped each other's heads off yet. <clears throat> I collide with a very solid Eros. My layers of sweat is causing me to bounce off him a little. What? But he only holds up a hand to silence me. Then stoops over picks up a single black boot. Weird. He mumbles, before carefully placing it back on the snow. Could have been worse, could have been a foot in there. He smiles. I don't. You okay? Of course. I say, shuddering past him and crossing the last 40 yards towards our destination. It's only a few cars long. The door to the back one swings in the wind. Great. 
I hesitate for just a second before Eros, with a monkey-like arm strength, swings himself up. He offers me a hand. Instead, I scramble up onto the platform on my own. Eros enters the car. Unlike ours, which is clearly made for transporting people, there are no chairs or beds or minibars or tables in here. Just huge burlap sacks stacked one on top of the other. In the dim light, I can just see Eros pulling a knife out of his jacket. Where did you get that? Kitchen car. He says simply, digging the blade into one of the bags. Hundreds of tiny yellowish balls begin to stream out. What the? He stoops over, picks one up, and pops it into his mouth. Are you insane? What? He shrugs. It's popcorn. In kernel form. Can we just not snack? I ask, taking a determined step around him and marching forward. Seriously, who just eats some- <coughs> I land flat on my face, cheek flushed to the cold floor. I scramble around for whatever tripped me when I wrap my fingers around something thick and rubbery and- Oh, God. I fly backwards, away from... From... You found the foot! Eros crows as I come to terms with the fact that he's right. I found the foot, and the leg, and the rest of the corpse. Eros yanks me to my feet. Let's hope he's alone. He says before pushing through to the next car. I turn away from the man's body. In his fifties, maybe? Beard full of ice, eyes open. Leg punctured and covered in dried blood. The second car has a bunch of bunks in it. Eight unmade beds. Kind of weird to be travelling with just a car of colonels. They were probably trailing a bunch more stuff, but they dropped those cars to conserve fuel, he says. Me and Ray have found a dead body once, when we were kids. Cool. Yeah, it was just out in the trash, but I mean, that's not nearly as bad as the dude who killed himself in front of... Sorry, can we not? Oh, yeah, sure. He looks weirdly hurt that I don't want to reminisce about his trauma. You guys are good, then. You and her? He nods. Great. I say, maybe a little grateful he's sparing me the details. You know you mean a lot to her. How you were treating her was really hard for her. He opens the door to the empty engine car. Yeah, I think we're, uh, we're figuring stuff out. Huh. No other bodies, that's weird. Now every part of me is cold. Wait, what does that mean? There wasn't just one guy on this train. No, uh, what do you mean by figuring stuff out? He turns to me, a little slack-jawed for just a second as he figures out what to say. Relax, I, I know about you guys. You? Uh, how? I may not know you very well, but I know her. He's just standing there, unnervingly calm, smiling even, like the two of us have an inside joke. 
It's cool, dude. I'm into it. He claps me on the back. You're what? He stares at me like I'm the one who's sounding crazy. If we're both sleeping with her, she's more likely to succeed. I throw his hands off me. Is that... That's not what she wants. Yeah, it is. Maybe not now, but in the long run, yeah, that is. And you... You had a conversation about this, I say, setting the gas can down. No, we didn't. Heat rises on my neck. My gloved hands tightened into fists. You can't make that kind of decision for her. Are you mad because we're doing literally the only thing we're created to do, or... He folds his arms over his chest. Because she fucked me again. I shove him. Hard. He staggers backwards. He's surprised. Hell, I'm surprised. But only for a second because he takes a massive step towards me. Swings. I duck, wrap my arms around his torso and don't let go. I don't have time to realize from the outside. This does not look like actual fighting. Eros tries to rip me off him as I slam him backwards into the engine room. We crash to the ground. It takes him all of two seconds to get on top of me. I brace myself as he raises his fists into the air. When I see it, behind him, watching us from the back car, through the open doors, dark grey and hard to make out in the dark, but unmistakable, alive, hungry eyes. A wolf. Stop! I hiss. Quietly, Eros is caught off guard by my volume freezes. Wolf, I whisper. What? Get the door. Eros leaps off me and races to the door just as the animal comes barreling through the cars, slams it just a half second before the wolf reaches it. I let out a huge breath. <sighs> Never more thankful to be the only creature with opposable thumbs. Eros just stands there, looking out a small pane of glass as the barking echoes through the other car. Ah. Uh, good job. There's another one. He croaks. In the other car, there's another one. Two. There's two more. Well, thank God they're in there. Now he turns. White. But so is the gas tank. <laughs>